Here we go, people. We are into another new episode of Wake Up, Kick Ass, Repeat with me, your favorite host and only host, Patty Waller. This week's topic <clears throat> is a rising trend in the sport and fitness world, and I know you are either playing it or if you are like me, avoiding it. It is pickleball. I'm not a pickler. So why am I talking about it? Because everybody else is, and I truly had to do some digging to see what the hell all the fuss is about on both sides of the court. The biggest laugh I have had is that everyone thinks pickleball is new. It's been around a long time. As a matter of fact, one of my first clients in the Outer Banks was a semi-pro pickleball player. And that was back in 2010. So where did this phenomenon come from? Bainbridge Island, Washington, which is near Seattle. And the rudimentary game started as ping pong paddles with a plastic ball being hit back and forth over a badminton net. But the net was eventually lowered to 36 inches. And the rules were created all by a group of men who were on vacation with their families. Now, I found this information on usapickleball.org. I'm going to consolidate it so that you don't die of boredom, but it will at least educate you as to why this particular sport is growing by leaps and bounds and how it all really came together. So in 1972, now, mind you, it's been played somewhat from 1965 until 1972. A corporation was formed to protect the name and the rules of the game. From 1975 to 2001, various pickleball associations were formed. The first composite paddle was made. The sport was considered the fastest growing court sport and tournaments were starting to pop up. A dedicated website started in 1999 and in 2001, it was introduced to the Arizona Senior Olympic Games with a draw of 100 players. In 2003, there were 39 places to play pickleball. The USAPA was formed in 2005, and 2008 was highlighted by 420 places to play in the U.S. and Canada. So then we move forward 2009 to 2015. The sport continued to grow and expand with various competitions. By 2015, there were 10,000 members in the USAPA. Fast forward, like I said, I was going to consolidate this. 2016 to 2019, as you can imagine, participation was still on the rise. The sport had the 2018 Margaritaville Pickleball Championships in Indian Wells, California, with over 2,200 players, and Facebook streamed it with over 1.5 million viewers. By the end of 2019, there were over 40,000 members in the USAPA. Now, that's not to say how many people were playing. I'm just looking at the membership for USAPA. 2020 marked even more growth. And if you recall, we were also dealing with COVID. So it was a good way for people to get outside and do something. But there was more growth and publicity in 2020 
with a new website and a branding of the sport logos and everything. In 2021, at this time, over 50,000 members were in the USAPA and media exposure with major print television and sports marketing sent it skyrocketing. In 2022, pickleball was named the fastest growing sport for the second year in a row. According to 2023 stats, here there are over 8.9 million players in the U.S. over the age of six. 70,000 registered players with USAPA and multiple clubs and tournaments popping up everywhere. So what gives? Um, I can say this, and I have many points of view. One is a trainer. I am seeing a ton of injuries, and my PT friends will wholeheartedly agree. As a person, I am asked everywhere I go, if it's in the grocery store, I've had it happen at a funeral, at a wedding, you name it, someone asks me if I play pickleball. So now for my rant. If you are a pickleball player who is aging up, then you better listen up. This is a competitive social sport on a hard court. It's not easier on the joints. It's not injury-free, and you are not invincible. There, I've gotten that off my chest. So we're going to break this down and make it very easy for you to understand. I mean, seriously, people, this is what I hear. People wake up, they have a glass of juice or fix a water bottle and run down to get the pickleball court because you wouldn't want anybody else to get it, especially if it's not one where you register for it. So everybody's juxting for a position. So they go and they get down there at sunrise, line up with their little group to play pickleball. Well, if you're one of those people and you're over the age of 50, you are setting yourself up for an injury. It's coming. It's not going to take long. Why? Because you're not taking time to do what you need to do to play the sport. And that's true for anybody, but especially you. Top injuries are strains, sprains of the ankle, sprains of the wrist or straining, elbow injuries, hamstring pulls, Achilles pops, and calf strains. There are more traumatic injuries such as fractures of the shoulder, of the wrist and of the ankles. And I even know of people who have concussed themselves by being hit in the head with a paddle or being hit in the eye or a lot of collisions on the course, depending on the type of crew that you're playing with. So what does that mean other than me seeming like I'm negative Nelly? You have to warm up for pickleball. So I decided instead of just wagging my nasty finger at you because you're not taking time to do a warm-up, I'm going to give you a list of things that you can do. So write these things down if you need to, if you're one of those avid picklers. You can march across the tennis courts with high knees. You can do standing heel raises. You can do full arm circles to the front and to the back. Lateral side stepping each way. You want to do like 10 one way, 10 the other. You want to work your head. You need to turn your head to the right, to the left. Look up, look down, get the neck loosened up. You can do butt kicks. 
You can do knee raises and also do sit and stands. Then take your paddle and do some forehand and backhand swings. Make the effort before you play the game. Get your team members to do it. It's not a waste of time. Is it going to guarantee you don't get hurt? Absolutely not, but it's going to put you in the right place. Post-game is a good time to stretch. You want to go through and stretch your hamstrings, your calves, your shoulders, your low back. There are ways to do that on the court in a seated or a standing position, or you can wait until you get home and take some time to do it. But most people, if they don't do it right away, they're not going to do it at all. Trust me. This is part of playing a sport at any age, warming up and cooling down. It's not about being first on the court. So that's one of my little rants for today. So one thing that does seem to be a theme for me when I record these shows, and you're probably getting used to hearing me, is reinforcing the importance of balance, strength, core, mobility. Get on it. It's going to help your game, and it's going to help your life. So I'm going to move on from that because you get my point. And I'm going to go into the other perspective of pickleball. The other side of this phenomenon is the controversial issue of noise. There was actually a case here in Sarasota, I think it was about three years ago, when the courts started taking over the tennis courts, and it caused quite a stir in this particular neighborhood. The sport really took hold during our, quote, snowbird season. People were complaining, especially if they were in earshot of the tennis courts at the clubs that are local, that all they could hear was the pop, pop, pop from the plastic wiffle type ball that hits the paddle. Evidently, the sound travels, and if you are downwind of this, you're going to get it even more amplified. Then there came the tug of war between tennis players and picklers due to limited court spaces because as this sport started sweeping across the nation, there was nowhere for people to play. Even at private clubs, there was a lot of disgruntledness because they were trying to figure out where to put the picklers. People have been known to sell their homes because they're being too close to the court. Lawsuits have been filed for the obnoxious noise and the fact that the players can be boisterous with excitement. Some towns are even restricting the hours or the days of play to strike a balance between the non-picklers and the picklers. So not only is it the fastest growing sport on a positive side for movement, it's also causing a lot of controversy. In a recent article, and I found this one as I was doing my research, Martina Navratilova quoted, let them build their own courts if it's that popular, end quote. And that is exactly what many areas are starting to do. As a matter of fact, Sarasota just opened a new indoor pickleball facility, which I hear is fabulous. And it has, I think, like a sitting area and a cafe and all kinds of good stuff. So if you don't have one near you, you probably will soon. So I'm going to now 
put on my participant's hat or athlete's hat and give you my personal take on this. I am all about movement, as you know, but I am not ready to be a pickler. I am too competitive, too aggressive, too angry, and too much of everything to play nice with others. And I know that sounds pretty intense, but let me explain. I have to work on a new skill set called compassion in sports. I have never played well with others from the time I was little. I didn't like dodgeball. I didn't like kickball. I was the one that just wanted to win. And I was just very driven to do so. It's not that I wouldn't share and it's not that I wouldn't try. It's just never been my thing to play a team type friendly sport. So I am not a good example for sportsmanship, but I am an honest person. And that's what this show is all about. Pickleball does have many benefits, both physically and mentally. There is strategy. There are set rules. There are specific movements with regard to hitting the ball and moving around the court. And there are definite skill sets that you have to work on to excel. For most of the people I speak with, they enjoy the social aspect of it. I understand there's a ranking type system of 2.0 to 5.0. So I guess that is like beginner to die hard, smash the ball, win kind of thing. So you can find people that will play at your level, or you can pick up your game to be at a more advanced level if you want the experience. That's what I understand when you go looking for a pickleball game. I think the cool thing is I hear about grandparents playing with their kids, even with their grandchildren, and that's that's pretty awesome. And, you know, recently we were even at an out-of-town wedding and hung out with this couple who travel with their pickleball equipment <laughs> so that they can find pickup games wherever they may be. So there is a definite connection going on out there for our picklers. And I guess in a world that seems very disconnected at times, this is creating something profound. So where do we go from here? Well, it looks like pickleball is here to stay for better or worse, but I do believe the better will prevail. Friendship, sport, and fun with a big dose of competitiveness if you are seeking that element. The worse, like everything else that grows exponentially, is where we need to find a way to coexist, to make room for the new, and to respect boundaries of those who really just feel discounted or not heard. I think pickleball is teaching us more than just a game with paddles and a ball that goes pop, pop, pop. What are your thoughts on that? That's a wrap for this week. Please share. And if you have time, I'd love it if you would review the show or just this episode as a whole on your Apple or Spotify app. There's a link to my website in the description of the show, and I welcome any questions or comments. Until next time, keep training with a purpose for sport and life. Kick a little ass and be well.